welcome to Meet Me in the Middle, the podcast that discusses the sometimes, often, occasionally problematic wellness world. My name is Jenny Omani. I'm Annika Buckle. And I'm Lee Freiling. If you are enjoying our podcast, please subscribe. That really helps us out a lot. Share it on your social media. Let other people know. Um, we are not giant influencers. Not sure if you could tell or not. Um, <laughs> But we do really love doing this and we love creating this content for you guys and hope that it's helpful. So if it has been helpful, if you've learned anything, if you've enjoyed it, if you've laughed at any of our bad jokes, <laughs> feel free to share and definitely subscribe. Love it. Okay. Um, do you guys know who Doreen Virtue is? I've heard Doreen the name. Doreen who? Say that one more time. Doreen. Doreen Virtue. You do know who they are, but you who she is, but you probably don't know where they're from. Do you know? Can you place the name? Don't Google it, Annika. I want to know off the top of your head. I see you. I see you looking it up. Didn't give me an answer. I know the name. Didn't she write like angel books? Yes. 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 I knew it. Okay. So I'm holding up for them Oracle cards, Mm -hmm. which I used to love. I actually don't hate them. I still love Um, Oracle cards. Look, here's some of hers right now. Yep. I love some very selective Oracle cards. I got rid of most of my Oracle cards, but I have two decks that like, I feel like know me or some weird thing like that. And so I use those. So Oracle cards, if you don't know, are like, it's a deck of cards and usually there's a book that comes with them. It's like kind of like tarot card reading light. It's like, so you can, you don't need to pull a bunch of cards. The idea is you like pull a card and then it's supposed to give you some sort of message for you to focus on, Um, which depending on how seriously you take that message can have zero harm at all and can just be like a nice way to start your day or it can you could go down a huge rabbit hole. Yeah. So, I love, I love Oracle cards just in the capacity of like, often they'll give me something just to kind of think about, yeah. you know what I mean? Totally. Like a perspective or an idea. Like I'm not hanging my whole day's like schedule on what it says, you know, but mm-hmm. like I, I, often I, I use it for journaling sometimes too, which I find really helpful. Cause I don't yeah, always, I, I find it hard to get started with writing things and then, you know, I can't stop, but but this is like, I think Oracle cards are actually a really good, um, middle ground component for us in the sense that, um, I know sometimes we can rag on things, but I genuinely, uh, if I'm having a quiet morning, it's can be kind of a peaceful thing to do to like pull a card. Usually the artwork on them is very beautiful, Mm -hmm. very calming. Um, they're genuine, generally like relatively positive, um, Mm -hmm messages. Um, so Doreen Virtue is, was for a long time, the, uh, top selling author for Hay House, which is the publishing company that does most of the Gabby Bernstein self-help genre. Yeah. The super woo publisher, (laughs) the super woo publisher, but they are sort of the big name for that type of publishing. And she was their lead leading author for quite a long time. And she is, I believe, still to date the highest seller for all brands of Oracle cards. Okay. So that is who she is. She's written over 50 books and made, uh, written over 50 books and Oracle cards. So between the two, she's published more than 50 varieties. Um, Yeah, of course she's been on Oprah. Of course. I actually really love Oprah and I hate that she keeps putting people on and then is like, oh, probably, 
you know, I mean, probably. I think it's what happens when you have such a huge like, I know. reach, right? It's well, it's and like, you probably have people. It's like sixty minutes. You're gonna get. You're gonna get Kanye people on there working eventually. for you to find people for you to talk to. <laughs> Anyways, whatever. We could have a whole episode on Oprah. I genuinely think she's. I mean, this is just my bias. Like, I'm not ready for poor for for oh, poor. We're Oprah. not ready to There's take Oprah down. You're not for me. Not for me. <laughs> um, what's interesting though about Doreen Virtue being that, like, if you think of other Hay House authors, we're looking at like the Rachel Hollises, the Gabby Bernsteins, like very well-known um, household names. Um, there's not a lot of information about Doreen Virtue out there. And it was a real slug finding details about her. She doesn't even have a Wikipedia page, which is very interesting because there are some very obscure people with wiki pages like I'm not saying she needs to have like a photo in it you know how like sometimes it just like has like the bio and stuff with no photo but not even a wikipedia page I mean I follow depths of wikipedia on instagram and there is some weird stuff on wikipedia let me tell you yeah like yeah very niche random (laughs) weird so I find it actually very interesting that Mm -hmm. for someone who is such a front runner within the new age space that there's not a ton of information on the internet and that's actually likely intentional um it seems that she's had a lot of that information scrubbed to the best of her ability so i feel like anytime somebody moderately famous doesn't have a wikipedia page i'm like you deleted it yeah like they're they're like "Mm, okay yeah um so all of the sources are either literally she is the reference like anything that i'd read would be like (laughs) her name in brackets, like APA format, virtue, comma, 20. Yeah. Um, or from like. Dorian D- Virtue is amazing. Citation. Dorian Virtue. 2019. <laughs> Actually. Or there'd be like debunking sort of blog posts that are kind of like, wrote? there's there's nothing they can reference. Do you know what I mean? Like huh. there's data points that they can be like, this isn't true because of like X, Y, and Z, but there's not. So is Dorian gonna- Virtue even a person? Is it just she one is. person? Yeah, yeah. That was huh. my first thought too, Leah. Yeah. Glad you asked. Okay, so like, is she so I'm real? So, yeah. I'm so glad you asked. That's an excellent segue. <laughs> okay, so she is a real person. She's born April 29th, 1958 to a Christian scientist family. P.S. I had to Google that. That is not Scientology. That is different. Oh, it's different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's different. And um, I started reading and then yeah. I was like, uh, this feels like information I actually don't need in my brain. <laughs> What do you mean? Anyways. What is information you don't need in your brain? What is <laughs> anything, this thing? Anything about of? specific sects, like sectors of um, like born again, Christian religion is stuff I don't need in my brain. Um, she reports clairvoyant abilities such as seeing and conversing with spirits since she was a young child. Um, and she could see spirits of deceased persons and angels. The angels appeared as lights in multi-hued greens and blues. If you've ever used her cards, she does use a lot of visualization prompts that do involve colors. Hmm. Um, So I am assuming this kind of comes from how she feels that she sees angels and how they look. So therefore, um, you know, that's how it came in. Don't worry. We're going to talk about angels and all of that later. Okay. Um, She does talk a lot about religion in terms of her upbringing. Clearly her religion was not um, the Anglican church or the Catholic church because she has been divorced four times. Oh yeah. (laughs) So church of England, not one of her religions of choice. Um, 
But when she was married to her first husband, it sounds like she was quite young when she married him. Money was really tight. They had a strained marriage. She was a housewife and she found herself binge eating ice cream to cope with her emotional problems. And then when they got separated and divorced, um, she had a custody battle for her kids. Uh, it sounds like there were two attempts at this custody battle. She did win the second time. And the reason I mentioned this is this is kind of those experiences are sort of where she starts her endeavors within um, the publishing and the self-help world. Those were obviously experiences, the seeing angels as kids, the binge eating, um, and the custody battle were sort of the big hitters in her life that kind of carried with her. Right. So from an education perspective, um, she received an associate's degree, associate degree in liberal arts and a BA in psychology in the eighties, um, and then master's in psychology in 1988. <laughs> Those seem to be real de degrees. As far as I can tell, she does have a doctorate of philosophy in psychology from an unaccredited university that basically it sounds like it's like a self-directed PhD program. Just I would pay them the right amount of money and they give you a piece of paper. I would assume you're not doing that whole thing where you have a thesis and you have to present it in front of the people and all that stuff. Um, so she, my understanding is that you can't say that you have, you can't really, it's not a usable doctorate degree because right. it's not from an accredited university. She's Don't not worry. Dr. Doreen Virtue. Oh no, she is because she presents herself because as she that. Is. Right. Because anybody that um, goes to an unaccredited university and pays for a graduate program is of course going to claim that those letters belong behind her name. Look, if Dr. Phil can be a doctor, anybody can, <laughs> or as my husband calls him, Mr. Phil, if Mr. Phil could be a doctor, anybody can. Ooh, yep. sick burn dad, Dan. Know, right? <laughs> so you will see her, um, a lot of her, like her Oracle cards on the back, for example, that when she is, as an author, it says Doreen Virtue, PhD, even though she doesn't actually have a recognized PhD. Um, so second husband is a Buddhist and his name is Dwight Virtue. That's where the last name comes from. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a fake last name. It evidently was the last name of one of her husbands. Um, and she keeps it. Cause I mean, like if you're going like to be a good woo -woo, one to keep, if you're, so, yeah, good marketing, good marketing. I mean, you couldn't have planned it better. Um, and she publishes her first book in the eighties and it's titled my kids don't live with me any anymore, a work drawing on her own experience with custody battles. So you can kind of see where hmm. this all starts. Mm -hmm. So apparently she was licensed as a registered, um, psychological assistant. I didn't know that was a thing, um, as well as a marriage and family therapist. Um, and she actually had, did some work as a psychological director of an inpatient psychiatric women's unit, which you'd think you would need to, I guess maybe she had her master's at this point. Like I said, the, the details are very, um, hard to place together because without a Wikipedia just, page, how do you find a good timeline? <laughs> it's very hard. That's so funny. And, oh and cl presenting clear information, like in a chronological way is definitely not Doreen's forte. Right. Not <laughs> totally surprised to hear that. No. Um, yeah, worked in uh, adolescent drug and addictions, outpatient clinics, outpatient eating disorder center. And what she called herself during those times was a psychotherapist specializing in eating disorders. Oh, so this was her, yes. Yeah, so this was her title as per her. Well, right. and as per her, her, you know, purported experience with binge eating, right? Yep. Totally. Yep. Um, so her next book is called the yo-yo syndrome diet. 
Um, and then she does a bunch of diet books. I haven't looked into any of these diet books, but they sound based on the names. Like maybe they're worth reading the chocoholics okay. dream diet. <laughs> okay. Losing your pounds of pain. Mm-hmm. And I dare you to not have the song come in your head from Katie Lang. As I say this constant craving. Oh, oh no, stop okay. it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So hold on here. She goes from eating disorders Mm-hmm. To, to diet books diet books i mean mm-hmm. if she was okay i mean i'm probably really, wasn't I, a very I mean, good psychotherapist i'm really trying yeah, to stretch this still okay yeah, 80s, so i early mean 90s yep. it is the, well and especially okay this is my stretch this is my mm-hmm. benevolent stretch everyone i'm trying to see Your the virtuous stretch if you will <laughs> no benevolent so if she was working within eating disorders within binge eating that mm-hmm. means she's dealing with a clientele of people who potentially could be especially considered as per the eighties, quote unquote, overweight Mm -hmm. and who are continuously looking for solutions to balance their binging, hence the Mm -hmm. dieting, maybe Mm -hmm. in some real skewed eighties version of how we help people that could be seen as helpful. That was my benevolent stretch. Everybody, obviously this is literally the least weird part of her entire, (laughs) okay. Her entire life as a author. Right. Then she has a little bit of a stint where she goes um, into like uh, relationship books. Uh, she marries her third husband. Now we focus on relationships. Third Early husband. Now I'm an here. expert in relationships. Got it. Yes. Yeah. Um, and they're. It's yeah. They're it. They're whatever. There's not none of the titles are that exciting. They're very like nineties titles. If this is love, why am I so lonely? You know what I mean? <laughs> oh. You see soft focused lighting. Whatever. Yeah. If there's a pa- it's pastel on the cover. So she sounds like she starts to get a bit of media coverage at this point, And she's known in the media as a love doctor, which she didn't like. She didn't, that wasn't something she, um, uh, I guess felt aligned with, mm-hmm. but you can really see like, she's, she's this, the tiptoe into self help, right? It's like how to fix your dieting, how to Mm -hmm. fix your relationship. I mean, the next step is how to fix you, right? Well, and self-help in the eighties was a real thing, right? Because I think Mm -hmm. where we started Mm -hmm. to see kind of like the acknowledgement of mental health, but it's still so stigmatized. You can't actually go get proper help for it. No, you can just dip your toe in. You can buy a book and that's You can buy a lot of books by God. Yeah. We can buy a lot of books by God knows who, and that Mm -hmm. will Mm -hmm. help you. Yeah. Right. Yep. It's a new idea. Yeah. So, I mean, what she's done, I guess, I don't know if her being typecast as a love doctor is the tipping point or what, but at at some point she goes through this shift where according to her in the late nineties, 97, she starts to feel that her clairvoyant abilities that she had as a kid were resurfacing, resurfacing. And she enrolled in a psychic development course at, wait for it, the Learning Light Foundation in oh. um, Anaheim, California. Of course, it's in California. Right. You couldn't have that anywhere else. No. No other part of America would tolerate the Living Light Foundation. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, she reports hearing her a voice in her head encouraging her to read what's our biggest self-help book that's so problematic. A Course the in secret. Miracles. Oh, A Course nope. in Miracles. Pre The Secret. Right. A Course in Miracles. Right. Right. Which is, it's a whole thing on itself. But basically, 
Um, it, I believe it pulls a lot of religion into it. And there's a lot of reported sort of channeling from Jesus and like, it's Jesus's yeah. message. I'm, well, I'm, I'm quite familiar with a course of miracles. It's, yeah. it's, it's very, it has a lot of Christian akin languaging talks about Jesus and Christ consciousness and all of this kind of stuff. So it's very, it becomes almost like a, if you grew up super religious and like mm-hmm. religion is like, says that everything that's woo is like of the devil. Well, this has Christ literally written all the way through it. So oh it my has, God. That foreshadowing that you just planted there <laughs> is so good. <laughs> so good. You guys have no idea where this is going and it's fantastic. No, I really don't. Okay. I really have no idea. No. Okay. So she um, spends 20 years studying, a, studying a course in miracles, 20 yes. years. Yep. Um, Sounds right. Yeah. And during that 20 years, she does des- describe herself as a Christian um, with, quote, a very deep and close bond with Jesus Christ, end quote. But she also, and this is she, the word confesses here. She confesses mm-hmm. that she had an, um, that she had, quote, my own personalized faith that blended Christianity, Eastern philosophy, metaphysics, and my own life experiences. Oh, good. So you can kind of see that Christianity doesn't like that. Not at all. Not even a little tiny. They don't love that. Not uh, not the sects of um, like sectors. When I say sect, not sex, sex. Um, (laughs) I can see how that would sound without the spelling. Um, Not the type of Christianity she's been associated with. No. Right. Nope. Um. So she describes herself as a universalist. Um holding on to the view that all religions share a deep desire for our divine creator's love, which is actually that statement is true. Most religions, when you look at the heart of it, it is about, you know, that everybody is loved. Um, but during this time, she does avoid religious topics and imagery, um, that she thinks are dark and frightening. Everything. She likes to just sort of take the light, the love and light part of it and leaves the rest of it. Um, it also mentions that she avoids the Harry Potter franchise. Very dark and scary. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. So this is where we get to angels. Okay. So in 1997, Hay House publishes her first book with them um, about angels. It's called Angel Therapy, Healing Messages for Every Area of Your Life. So what? Every area? Oh, every every area. area. Every area. So, I have the solution to all your problems. <laughs> Not you, you know it. the angels. They just wrote <laughs> it through me. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bingo. I am the conduit. Okay, go on. So her version of um, what she thinks is that angel therapy is a psychological healing um, that is reliant on um, communication with angels. Okay. She thinks that everybody has a guardian angel. Um, and they stay with you all the time and they're looking out for you. They're only good. They don't do anything bad. And that by talking to your angels, they can help guide you. I actually don't think that that is a harmful concept. No, totally. Yeah. 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 In and of itself, if you like apply zero nuance or context to it, like that little idea that there's always somebody looking out for you is, I don't know. I don't, that's not a bad thing. No, my dad used to say something like that to me all the time. Right. Like yeah. you have an angel and they're looking out for you and you can talk to them anytime. It's a very like comforting idea, especially for like, a, for me as a child, like, totally. the world, right. So it's always a benevolent being somewhere that you can't see too bad, but that they are, have their best, you know, best wishes for you. 
But how do you monetize that, Lee? <laughs> I bet you're so going to sell us. I'm going to. Um, of course, she makes her own course to make uh, certified angel therapist practitioners. But the way, and you nailed it earlier. Um, so, quote, I would lose consciousness of my body while the angelic realm, all capitalized, transcribed through my mind and hands directly onto the keyboard of my computer. So yes, she was a conduit for the angels to speak to the people. Um, which of course means that you need to uh, patent angel therapy um, because this is a healing modality and you may as well make some money off of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, angel therapists claim they can facilitate healing by helping their patients get in touch with angels who will then um, guide the patients in the right direction. So it's, it's not a psychic. They're not psychic. They're just going to channel the angels and they can only do that if they have taken the angel therapy practitioner or the ATP uh, certification course. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like how you monetize that. <laughs> totally. So she writes a bunch of books about angels. Um, uh, and apparently she writes some stuff on like veganism, the cost to become an angel therapy practitioner. I'm so glad you asked $1,500 in 2020 20, or in 2002. Yes. I did go to an inflation calculator and Thank that you. is $2,474 and 68 cents in today's money. So honestly, uh, it's a steal compared to what a lot of these, uh, self-help coaches are offering I was gonna say not the worst price also, for a course worst. I've seen this week. Not the worst. I would like to point out that $1,500 isn't five, 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 five. <laughs> it's not an angel number. How do we There's know she no... was really working with angels? Maybe she was working with demons, right? <laughs> Bankers. Yeah. Jeez. The pharmaceutical industry, the government. I know. Uh, some point she divorces, uh, whatever husband we were on third, I think. And in 2009, she marries another guy at a new age event. So now she's like full in the space. This is probably her peak where she's like the biggest author for Hay House. She's got all the cards. People are buying her shit. She's doing the speaker tour, right? She's at all the things, doing all the the stuff. She actually admits to um, planting, like, you know, when you like read, do an angel reading for somebody or you're, you know, uh, uh, she admits to having planted information, but most right. of it, she says, did come from the angels. But every once in a while, if the flow of the event just like wasn't what she wanted, she'd pull for some planted information. I mean, really, she had a plan B is what that sounds like. Okay. The angels didn't want to talk. So she's a good marketer. She is a good marketer. Quite. Yes. Uh, she goes to Hawaii. They move to Hawaii and um, becomes uh, deep into the conspiracy theories. Okay. Oh, no. um, Illuminati, New World Order. Uh, she becomes a stocking up on supplies person uh, because of the authoritarian well, the primer, government takeover. Yeah, the authoritarian government takeover in Hawaii. What what year are we in here? Two thousand and nine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know, little, right? Yeah, a little ahead of her time, but got it. Yep. Remind me at the end, and I'll actually tell you her response to um, COVID. <laughs> um, okay, so here's where things get interesting. I'm gonna put a YouTube clip in the chat. Go to the three minute mark. It was the first time I'd ever been convicted for being a false teacher. And it just completely shattered my belief that I was supposed to give 
hope to people, even if I didn't really believe it. I, I used to tell people, oh, everything's going to be fine. The worst is behind you. And uh, I realized listening to Alistair that I was not helping people doing that. Don't speak to me smoothly. Speak to me straightforwardly. My life depends on it. My eternal destiny depends on it. I really consciously changed. I was still a New Age teacher. I was still spreading deception because I was deceived. But after hearing his talk, it pointed me to go to church, which ultimately pointed me to the Bible. And when I got to reading Deuteronomy 18, 10 through 12, that's when I saw a list of things that I was doing. Um, Fortune-telling, divination, mediumship, interpreting omens, and the passage says that God sees people who do those things as an abomination. Not the actions, but the people. I, I, I was blown away by reading this. Uh, I thought before then I was, I know it sounds ridiculous, but I thought that I was helping God in the new age. A lot of false teachers think they're helping God because we seem to be comforting people, making them happy. Um, we seem to be bringing healing to them, but it's all demonic and we are blind to that truth. I mean, you get the point, but it's basically a nine minute tirade about how everything she was doing before was not, was like essentially like she was like a heretic. This is like full on Salem witch trials. Like if you don't do literally what the Bible says, you are going to hell and there's no room for interpretation. Oh dear. So in 2016, um, she and her husband were at a Pentecostal church. Um, is she still in Hawaii at this point? I believe so. Yes. And, um, she has a vision of Jesus, um, that basically tells her that she's been like a bad person. And, uh, she surrendered her life to Jesus, her Lord and savior, and decided to do a little born again, baptized baptism ceremony in the ocean, as you do in these religions. Um, and I don't want to diminish baptism. If that's important to you, that's fine. Um, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, that's why she did it. Cause Jesus told her to in her vision. Right. Um, she literally 180s and if you go to her instagram i have honestly never seen so many highlight bubbles like you could scroll because i was like i wanted to see at the beginning do you know what i mean like if her style had changed her messaging she has removed every ounce of her previous new age life from the internet to the best of her ability. Um, nothing like, like she, um, spent two years refunding people. Uh, and you know what, to her credit, she, in her, for what she felt that what she had done was wrong. And in her way to sort of do right, she wanted to refund people. She felt that she had been disingenuous and, and whatnot that's kind of amazing. That doesn't happen a lot within that circle. No, it doesn't happen a lot. Um, (laughs) but she completely 180. And what I find interesting, so interesting is that if you get deep into like even a Google search about where she is and what's happened, 
there is not that much information about it. Yeah, she for sure scrubbed the inter- internet. For wow. sure. She scrubbed the, internet, scrubbed the internet. But what I find even more interesting than that, because that is an impressive feat, um, especially since this is 2017 when this all happened. So like we were well into, it's not like this was in the 90s and it's- Right, there's, there's not that less, much to scrub or- Right. But, but what I find so interesting is that she has not- I mean, she's definitely come under fire from the new age world, but that because she's overlaps the same sort of target audience, if you will, this is my interpretation, right? Like that extreme, when you have extremes, right, you can call it horseshoe theory, whatever, but like that new age and the over the super religious born again very, very, um, by the book Bible group, there's a lot of political overlap there, particularly mm-hmm. in the States. And it's quite. almost yes, like, quite. it almost to me reads like that, uh, group didn't want to highlight her pivot. Hmm. Like there's just not a lot of content about it and it should be, it, it's actually a really big deal. Like she was the number one, like new age woo woo author, with yeah. the biggest new age woo-woo publishing company. And yeah. this all ended in 2017. Like that, that it should that should be a bigger deal than it feels like it yeah is. I find it so fascinating. Basically, the only signs of all this are people that are selling used versions of things. Interestingly enough, Indigo still has all of her cards on their website, but they're out of stock. So I was just going to ask, could you go on to Hay House? Like, I can't imagine I got nope. this card deck that long ago. Maybe. Uh, I didn't. This was given to me by somebody who unfortunately has slid herself down a real deep rabbit hole of conspiracy world. But like, this was given to me in like 2019, maybe. Maybe hmm. even 2020, probably 2019. Obviously, they produced enough they could sell it for years. years <laughs> I mean, afterwards. If, you, when, if you're when you look as a former inventory manager, when your star is riding high, yeah, you have really. a lot of inventory. <laughs> yeah. yeah, very true. Yeah, 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 no, very true. So she basically 180s. I don't want to say completely because she leaves the new age world, but is still preaching. <laughs> you know, <laughs> she's yeah. just preaching in a different way. Now, if you find her, she, her entire content is very, um, you're going to go to hell. This is bad. We don't do that. This, this. Yeah. Interestingly enough, I found a highlight bubble when I scrolled way back called conspiracy theories. I was like, oh, here we go. And it was actually, I was shocked. It was right in the beginning of 2020, enough that it was still called the coronavirus. I think it was the summer Mm, of that. mm -hmm. And she's like, I don't understand why you people are believing these conspiracy theories because all it's doing is making you anxious. (laughs) Whoa. Okay. She's like, even if part of that, even if there's a part of it that's true, what are you going to do about it? You are going to feel anxious. There is no benefit to this. And I was like, Okay. I mean, that's I mean, a very level-headed response. <laughs> I mean, you're not kidding in terms of these highlight bubbles. There's a lot. So like she it's... puts out a ton of content. Um, most of it is YouTube and most of it is like that overlay where it's like somebody says something she disagrees with. So then her head comes <laughs> in front <laughs> of it. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. Like, response videos. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Which is fine. Um, she has all comments turned off. <laughs> um, okay. which I mean, honestly, why Look, not? everybody not knows don't read the comments. Them, so, <laughs> and if you're not going to reply to them, like, yeah, I don't actually think that's a bad plan, but she now what's interesting is she's completely pivoted her very lucrative. And she was like a pioneer in this area. If you look at the timeline, mm-hmm. uh, she could have stayed there and rode that wave for a long time, but she's pivoted in a way that is uh, she feels so strongly about that she is tearing it all down to the best of her ability. Um, what has would she be... recreated more like monetized content in her no. new world? Like, has she written new books? Has she? Nothing? She does have new books, but like, not like no not as prolific as what she was doing. Before. You're not going to make as much money on like God fearing like, fear content versus yeah. Rage. You just don't <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. What's so interesting is that she, it's not a 180. It really isn't. It comes across as one, but it's really just a pivot because before she, the 180 is that. It's like a 90. (laughs) Well, I mean, the 180 is that she went from avoiding fearful content, right? She only took the, the angels and the, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. the light part of it to now it's very much like only the uh, dark content. <laughs> totally right. It's very much um, every this is how you thing. need to live your life. Yeah, every single thing living. I used to talk about is of the devil. So I'm going to try and deconstruct every single thing I used to talk about. I'm just exactly. on here looking. It says he's got. She's got her. Uh, it says that she has her MA um, from Western Seminary. Yes, she did get a theological degree, which isn't surprising. What I find very interesting about her. And I don't know a lot of people with theological degrees. My uncle's an Anglican priest. He has one. So like, I know I have an N of one. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, when he, I mean, and he also, anyways, whatever. If you are doing a theological degree and you are this God fearing, it's kind of like you didn't do the theological degree. Do you know what I mean? Like you didn't look into, you weren't actually looking for a theological well, degree. A lot of it's like history and like I looking at different of interpretations of things. And she's clearly looked for the one thing I think some of it is like where did she do it too it's not totally consistent totally yeah yeah and somebody who's you know looking for a program that's going to give them evidence to fill this idea that like god is vengeful and wrathful versus somebody who's like looking to like probably your uncle you know promote a loving god who wants people to come and jam with him (laughs) right sure I mean I think I'm not a religious person so I don't it's easy for me to sort of take a step back and look at different religions mm-hmm. um, because I don't actually subscribe to any particular religion. Uh, but I do personally take issue, I guess, for lack of a better term, with l- the people that go off of literal biblical translation because the, the Bible wasn't written in English. Yeah. It was, it has been translated so many times. And if yeah. you, Go so like my kids, they go to Catholic school. If you go to a Catholic mass, the first thing that at least at our parish, of course, this is going to vary. And I say our parish, I don't, I don't attend mass, but every once in a while, I'll do for my kids stuff. Um, the first thing that that priest says, and there's been multiple priests, is there's lots of interpretations of this. One is this. One is this. Like yeah. the the messaging is very much that this is an interpretation. And mm-hmm. I think that if you're going to do religion 
keeping that sort of like, hey, this is a document that's been rewritten many, many times. The language it was written in, like nobody speaks anymore. Like this is an interpretation versus this is to be taken. The word is to be taken literally. Um, I don't like that. That doesn't sit with me and my personal yeah, it's morals and ethics. I just I just looked up a seminary that she uh, went to. It's an accredited seminary, and it teaches a conservative and e- evangelical perspective. Well, of course it doctrine. does. Yeah, yeah. There's no way that yeah, no, yeah. So I mean, so she's gone with hey, interpret your dreams to mean this to like very literal. <laughs> like God is mad at you because there's evil? only one. Well, there's only one way you could read this. There's only, it doesn't say this in the Bible. Therefore it is a sin. Like it's this kind of like, you know, well, if it wasn't mentioned in this thing that was written and translated five bazillion times, thousands of years ago, filtered via patriarchal lens. Yeah. Yeah. A (laughs) hundred percent. Right. It's Mm -hmm. pretty, I find the psychology fascinating. Like that pivot is like a real psychology of it is fascinating for sure. One of the things that I think is really interesting that you brought up was that she had a vision of Jesus. So my -hmm. son, my kids go to a Christian school and I was helping my son with, um, his Christian studies, uh, homework. And he had to write a paper on Constantine who was like a, you know, major figure in terms of like having the Bible actually be written as, as the Bible Mm -hmm. and his conversion moment or his conversion story was that he was heading into battle and he saw a vision in the clouds of like a cross on a banner. And that was the sign that if he accepted Jesus into his heart and became a Christian, then he, he, he and his, and his army would win. Right. Um, and there's a lot of very like famous figures in Christianity who have purported visions. Mm -hmm. And so what I think is interesting is that of course she had a vision. Hmm. Right? Of course. Yeah. So yeah. She had a vision. She was very important in her new age, in the new age world. And I am curious to think about w- what she was willing to give up in terms of this conversion to super conservative, likely legalistic, um, you know, Christianity. Um, um, like it's like hardline because, evangelicalism, right? Which is right. I think when we look yes. at the spectrum quite yeah. far. I don't yeah, think you can go much far. farther, to be honest. Like it's like unless it seems it's like, like she's and like I mean, way there. Extremely Christian nationalist, I think, is the further yeah. extreme. And I it's don't know how extreme. Christian thing, nationalist she is, but but the mm-hmm. thing that I think is really interesting is that usually with really conservative Christian doctrine, women are not allowed to preach. Mm-hmm right? Women Mm -hmm. are supposed to be in support roles, right? Like I've read so much about women who are super passionate about Christ and about spreading the word. And they felt so frustrated because at best they can teach Sunday school, right? Mm -hmm. Like at best, at best you could be a pastor's wife. That's like about as good as it's ever going to get for you. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think it's really interesting how she has managed to pivot the message, but not the Mm. position. Mm -hmm. right she is somehow you know oh i am effectively chosen in as much as i have had a vision of jesus and usually that's like you know for famous men throughout history or at least that's what we've heard Mm because no one's going to talk about the women who had visions of jesus Mm because they're totally joan of arc maybe but i mean totally yeah (laughs) to get a little she's the only one (laughs) (laughs) yeah she was the one right but 
so she somehow maintains her position and her ability to speak and her authority. Now, I do think it's really interesting how she spent two years paying people back. That feels, that feels. I know. Like, it's like, you want to really. Earnest. You <laughs> yeah. want to really, for me, I, when I heard initially that she was, had basically denounced her whole Oracle cards and everything I wanted, I was like, yes, now she's like, cause it's very, um, I don't know if it's just my algorithm or what. It's probably a bit of both. But right now there's a lot of debunking that happens, right? And there's a lot of like um, efforts to, with all the shitty information out there to sort of debunk, to have like good information. And there's a lot of sort of taking down of uh, the really extreme wellness world stuff. So I was kind of like, oh, maybe in my head I went there. And then as I started reading more, I was like, oh no, we didn't go there. No, we, we just not. went extreme, just like sideways. Right. And like dug her right. heels Again, in. it's that horseshoe, right? It's like, it's really actually not that far. It's like, it's a 90 degree pivot, even though it feels like a 180 degree pivot. Yeah. Well, and there was a lot of people, especially over COVID who just, were previous uh, like yogis and new age people and all this kind of stuff. And now if you look at their stuff, they're like really living for, for Jesus, but in this very like, you know, guns, the flag and Jesus kind of way. Right. And so you can start to see how really when you're sort of in this like really deep sort of mm -hmm. extreme sort of spiritual sort of space, it's not that far of a jump, right? Even for someone like Doreen Virtue, who literally built an entire empire on those teachings. Well, thanks, Jenny. That was super interesting. Like super, fascinating. super fascinating. I had no, at, at any given point, I had no idea what we were going to get next in that, which is always really fun. <laughs> Yeah, I, know, I feel right? like I had heard I had heard about like someone who was like the top of the new age sort of book and publishing sort of space who just radically changed over to being like a super Christian, but I I didn't realize it was her. Mm -hmm. Um yeah. So it's really interesting when you look at people's spiritual journeys, really, mm -hmm. at the end of the day. I mean, I have friends who were the opposite, you know, they were like as you know, conservative, near fundamentalist Christian as you could possibly get. And like, a, you know, the right conversation or the right sermon or the right thing that they read, let them, you know, all of a sudden, all of that dissolves like that. And it's the whole thing is super fascinating. It really is. It really yeah. is. Well, and I think it's really interesting because, you know, I, um, I have had a very interesting spiritual mm -hmm. arc myself yeah, in my own totally. life. I just had the luxury of doing most of it out of the public eye. <laughs> totally. Totally. Yep. Right. And I mean, yep. I didn't build a I mean, business that's it, on, really, right? on it that I then had to walk back. Right. So I think it's interesting to think about how much this story to your point, Lee, both in one direction and in the other direction um, feels really in the space, in the air, in the, in the world right now, um, how much of it is just happening, you know, on an individual level all the time. Mm -hmm. totally. Well, there you go. So think twice before you read your angel cards. That lady don't <laughs> believe that no more. She do not believe it. She's asked you to burn them. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Actually. Thanks so much for listening to me in the middle. We really appreciate your support. And if 
if you could do us a big favor and subscribe and share this podcast, it would mean the world to us.